If you're intelligent, intuitive, and in touch with your body, but everybody else tells you you're crazy, you might be a morgie. And you're listening to More Morgulons with Crystal Clear. It is Sunday, a sunny Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. And I would love to report that it was also a fun day Sunday, but it wasn't. I was supposed to go to a barbecue with my parents today at three and my sister and my brother-in-law who are all wonderful people. And um, I had to text them at about a quarter after three and just let them know that, hey, something is biting and stinging my feet and I feel really nauseous and exhausted and upset. So I will not be able to make it today. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So is that an example of the symptoms listed on the Oklahoma State University uh, webpage of Morgulons? Uh, the last one on the page was depression and isolation. Um, I'm going to say no. No, actually, it's not. Um, depression is a word that I reserve for clinical depression. Clinical depression is when your health is great, your job is great, your friends are great, your partner is great, your kids are great, but you feel like shit all the time, almost. You cry a lot. You don't have energy. You don't get pleasure out of things. You're not excited about stuff. Just making a facial expression seems like work because your face feels heavy. You feel like you're wearing a mask. You're speaking slowly. It just takes so much effort to be present and in your own life. That is clinical depression. When you feel sad, upset, or distressed because something bad has happened, a loved one has died, you're experiencing health problems, job loss, um, etc., a breakup, that's not depression. That's called a normal human response to the human condition, okay? Let's not pathologize every emotion and every social, psychological circumstance we experience as something that needs a diagnosis and a treatment. Pain has value. Pain has value. Being happy all the time, regardless, that's not normal. That's pathology. Pain has value, just like joy. Nietzsche said, pain teaches us discipline and compassion. And you know what? I think he's right. I think he's right. And so I embrace my distress. I accept and tolerate my distress. And I don't judge myself for it. And I don't feel that I need to fix it. I feel that it is a normal, healthy response to what I am experiencing in my life right now. Okay? Um, You can categorize and label and identify whatever you're experiencing the way that you want to. However, there's a line. We have to say that Everything is on a spectrum, you know, as they say in the DSM, the Psychiatric Bible, Diagnostic Bible. Um, 
you know, now everything in there in that book is a spectrum of disorder. And I think that that's a positive change for the new edition of the DSM because it recognizes that um, narcissism, for example, listen, we're all self-absorbed, okay? We're all fucking self-absorbed. How can we not be? We're living in our own heads, right? But on that spectrum, you have a normal self-absorbed person and then you have like Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Who just doesn't even really see other people as people, just as tools. And just, you know what I'm saying. Not to talk any dirt about our Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, the stable genius. Um, but yeah, President Douchebag, he's a narcissist on the extreme high end of self-absorption, a trait we all have. I'm probably a little more than halfway towards the uh, narcissist side, I'll admit that. But it's not pathological. And when it comes to the sadness that we all feel as human beings living this life that we are here on earth living, sadness is also on that spectrum. And at the far, far end, you have clinical depression like that that I described earlier. Some of the things that I'm reading that are out there on the internet that were written by people who are morgies themselves or they are friends of the morgies, allies of the morgies, and people that are um, really wanting to push back up against the conclusions drawn by the CDC study um, because I think it's interesting to evaluate what they're saying. Because uh, thus far, I have not found any satisfying, complete, or convincing uh, explanation uh, that isn't uh, full of uh, contradictions and problems, in my opinion, from anyone, anyone. And I'm not offering any myself. But I want to talk about the, the conflicts, the problems, and the contradictions on this episode. And we will pick up with the CDC study results uh, section tomorrow, I am hoping. Um, with an open mind, but also with the recognition that the design is so flawed as to um, logically conclude that whatever results they got uh, may or may not have been results pertaining to people that suffer from morgulons. And I did double check that uh, figure about the uh, clinical examination. 41 examinations were done. 12, 12 people had fibers taken from them, okay? So only 12 patients had fibers analyzed and those fibers were gathered apparently with, um, you know, no microscopy aided uh, uh, collection process and also, or magnification uh, aided, uh, like as a dermatoscope would magnify. Um, they were also taken from potentially normal looking skin areas and they were potentially taken from non-morgulized patients. So we already know that about the results, but, um, but we'll go into detail about that results section on the CDC study tomorrow. Uh, this episode, I want you, if you can, and if you would be so kind to stay tuned, I would love to talk about the Charles E. Holman Research Foundation webpage. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so my jaw is still sprained from when it hit the floor last night. After I saw a slide in one of the links on the Charles E. Holman Research Foundation website regarding a doctor, dermatologist, a plank or something, um, who was doing a point-by-point review of the CDC study, which I was not aware of before I undertook this project. And I was like, what? He stole my idea. And then I saw that it, like, the lecture was given in, like, 2012 or 13 or something. And I was like, what? He got in a time machine and stole my idea. And then I was like, or maybe this is just a really good idea and one another person had it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I was excited about watching it because I'm like, well, let's see what his perspective, I wonder if he touched on any of the same stuff that I noticed, you know, from his medical and dermatology perspective versus my, um, nursing perspective and research perspective. And, and I, um, I was like, you know, really getting into it, you know, at the beginning and, you know, he's getting about 10 minutes in and he's talking about the, uh, infectious disease, uh, investigation team that did the study, those names that I read at the beginning of the study. And, um, he's going through them all, like why they're not particularly or necessarily qualified to, um, be, you know, leaders on this study. And he gets to this one guy, Katz, K-A-T-Z, and he says, and his specialty is gay sex diseases. And I was like, what? Stop the music. Um, There's no such thing as gay sex diseases. There's only sexually transmitted diseases. Here's a tip. When you're trying to undermine the credibility of a uh, respected institution uh, in public health, um, doesn't help your credibility to push out, um, bigoted and imaginary things like gay sex diseases. Um, I can guarantee you, and y'all don't, y'all know this, you don't have to go to nursing school or medical school, syphilis, AIDS, chlamydia, gonorrhea, etc., 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 herpes, or those things don't care if you are straight, bi, tri, quattro, okay? Gay. Those are not gay sex diseases. Those are sexually transmitted diseases. And that was offensive, y'all. Um, so that undermined his credibility and by extension, all Morgan's credibility to have it on the central uh, you know, the foundation's website. So that pissed me off and it pissed me off that I couldn't leave a comment about it pissing me off. So this is my comment that pissed me off. Um, the other thing I didn't like, um, by the way, I'm not just like here to be negative and dog people out. I mean, I, I think that good work is being done. I'm totally appreciative for it. If it weren't for, um, Miss Casey's, uh, foundation, we would know even less than the nothing that we know. But, um, yeah, again, I saw that same thing about Oklahoma State uh, University's page about 
how Morgulon's symptoms are OCD, ADD, and bipolar disorder. Now, I will give credit that uh, the uh, foundation, the research foundation, did say the temporal onset was unknown, you know, and meaning that it could be a risk factor or it could be a, um, whatchamacallit, a result of, you know. So it could have come before, it could have come after, don't know. Um, I could go in depth into what I think about all those diagnoses, and maybe someday I will. But um, again, I think that uh, if it is true that uh, the prevalence in identified Morgulon patients, again, I'm not sure how you identify them if you're identifying them by symptoms, quote-unquote, that include things that existed before they got Morgulons. Um, But if there is really and truly a prevalence of that um, in the uh, Morgulons population of those uh, disorders that aren't a direct uh, result, like obsessive compulsive disorder, I mean, how can you not be obsessive about something as uh, you know, mm. what am I trying to say? It's like, it's really hard to say that that's pathological and a standalone disorder when it's really and truly like if you have an infestation of any kind, whether it's parasites, nanobots, aliens, bacteria, fungus, uh, you are going to naturally want to maintain uh, strict as possible control over what sovereignty you have left over your body. I mean, I, honestly, I have to think about that one. But, um, but here's my thing. And I've seen this, maybe it's different in adult because I have much more experience in pediatric psychiatry. But uh, my sense is, from the experience I do have, is that both child and adult psychiatry A diagnosis is something that is uh, fluid, and if you go to five different psychiatrists, they are likely to give you five different diagnoses and five different medications to treat that diagnosis. So I just don't know with so much um, uh, the reliability and validity and reproducibility of uh, these diagnoses in general is so compromised by the subjective uh, nature inherent in psychiatry and all the uh, cultural, contextual, socioeconomic uh, factors, racial factors that play into who gets what diagnosis, um, when and by whom. I, I just, again, I don't think that this is necessarily been established and if you can't say whether or not it these uh this prevalence of disorders that you've supposedly detected occurs before morgulons or after morgulons then why are you including it on your symptoms page it just doesn't make sense last point and i'll wrap it up um the last thing is just that i don't know a couple things standing out to me I keep seeing, like, one of the things that that um, gay basher brought up in his uh, presentation was that 
you know, in the CDC study, in the methods that we have gone over, they mention a dermatoscope, but they don't mention like what power of magnification they used. And they don't mention uh, whether they used it to collect fibers from the 12 people they collected fibers on the skin from. So he was like, well, everybody knows that you can't see the fibers with less than 60 times magnification. Well, what is, wait, what? What do you mean you can't see them? If you couldn't see them, then nobody would know they had morgulons. I see these freaking things all the goddamn time. They're not microscopic. They're little. They're very small. But they're by no means microscopic. So why does everybody on that webpage and in that uh, little circle keep talking? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously missing something because I know that they must know more about it than I do. But... Um, yeah, it's just weird to me. It's not a microscopic thing, a phenomena. It's um, plainly visible to the human eye. And some of the things that I've seen um, extruding from my skin are a good two millimeters long, you know? I mean, they're not that small. So, um, yeah, I'm just uh, a little confused about that. Um, we're getting information about... Oh, it's a tick-borne illness. I didn't get bit by a tick. My ex didn't get bit by a tick, uh, you know, five weeks earlier. And then my best friend didn't get bit by a tick, uh, uh, you know, eight weeks later after he first did. I mean, that doesn't make sense. We live in Atlanta, Georgia. We were in a quarantine shutdown for most of the time that this could have occurred, This tick, these three tick bites in uh, temporal succession. So obviously there's other arthropods out there that can be vectors of disease that we heretofore did not know about, or that had nothing to do with it. And maybe the coronavirus is some kind of a link. Um, and there's also this whole focus on Lyme, like, I don't know. Do we really want to get attached to a thing that's already not like viewed as legitimate? Like I want, <laughs> I want an explanation that legitimizes and acknowledges that this is not in any way a psych disorder and it is not going to have that status if you attach it to chronic Lyme disease. Because that is in and of itself a controversial um, uh, condition. I'm not saying I question it. I don't even know enough about it to question it. I just know the public perception. And um, quite frankly, like, if this were a, a bacterial thing, then why is it that when people... If it's just merely the same bacteria that's been existing on Earth in the environment for a long time then and you're finding it in these lesions and the serum and whatever okay great like maybe you know that's one aspect of it that we can say has been identified um but it's obviously more than just that this is no Lyme's disease okay like weird stuff really weird stuff moving hair um, colored, foiled, metallic shit. I mean, this is, uh, I think we're going to have to just not try to fit in, not try to keep it in the realm of, 
uh, plausibility and be really honest about what's going on with these patients because um, I don't think that this really has an explanation that is going to be attached to pre-established infectious agents and vectors. I don't think it's a tick, and I don't think it's just a Borrelia thing. Because I've been on doxycycline for hmm, two or three weeks now, and uh, really don't see that much improvement at all. In fact, the symptoms are just changing um, over time, as they have been since the beginning. So, um, yeah, I'm just... uh, I won't say I'm demoralized. I was frustrated and disappointed by what I saw on there. And um, the last thing you want to do when you're feeling isolated is to turn away from the only kind of established, centralized uh, authority um, and community that exists. But at the same time, like, I got to be me, y'all. And uh, gay sex diseases, mm-mm, that's not me. That's not my value system, and that's not my education. And, um, you know, the whole let's give out a mental illness diagnosis like it's going out of style and further um, solidify the association between uh, morgulons and uh, crazy people. Um, I just, no, no, I just don't think that's the right direction to go in. And, um, so yeah, I'm just going to have to sleep on it and I appreciate your time, your attention, or even your half listening, um, because it's, uh, it's really important to me to kind of share what I'm going through because I know there has to be other people somewhere out there going through the exact same, uh, stuff in their head and just saying to themselves at least once or twice or 3,000 times a day, am I going bonkers? But, I mean, we know we're not. We know we're not. This is not an imaginary thing. It's a real thing. Um, And it's a mystery. But it won't be forever. It definitely won't be forever. I'm a winner. I don't quit. I don't give up. There is a cure. There is an explanation. There is an origin point or many points of origin. And they will be discovered. They will be discovered if we look. And so we will keep talking and we will keep looking. Stay tuned.